Does your writing feel more like spinning your wheels than making any actual progress towards your goals? Are you not even quite sure what your writing goals are? If that's you, you're not alone and you're in the right place. My name is Amy Simon, and this is the Purposeful Pen Podcast, where we uncover how to build a writing life that brings joy to us, glory to God, and benefit to others. Hello, and welcome to episode 15 of the Purposeful Pen. So this week, we're going to talk about kind of our writing goals and what some of the options are in being a writer. Have you decided that you're a writer, but you find yourself asking, now what? So does that mean that I need to write a book? Like, how do I even do that? Do you just start writing? Well, that's awfully overwhelming. I think many people, if not most people, associate being a writer with writing a book. And that's certainly a great option to share the message that God has given you. However, it's not the only option, and there are different ways to write a book and to get it out there into the world. The whole process can feel really overwhelming, so I just wanted to take some time to break it down into simpler chunks so you can evaluate what type of writing path is right for you and figure out where you might even be on that path. So many people think that writing the book is the first and the only step. Just write the book. But that's not true. It is actually one of the last steps. And if you're looking for an income, a book can give you some, but it's not going to be a big moneymaker unless you write a bestseller. And then write a bunch more bestsellers. So let's talk about publishing options. When most people think about publishing, they're thinking about traditional publishing, which is where a publishing company, such as Moody, Zondervan, Navpress, or a different one, agree to publish your book. Now, this is a great option, but it takes some jumping through quite a few hoops to get there. And we'll talk more about that in just a minute. So the pros of traditional publishing is that once you have a publishing contract, you have professional editors, book designers, cover art designers, all those resources working on making your book as wonderful as it can be, all at no cost to you. You have the, quote, bragging rights of having a traditionally published book, which honestly is quite an accomplishment. So there are, though, a few cons to traditional publishing. First, you're only going to make a relatively small income. You may get what's called an advance. It's an initial check. That is just what it sounds like. It's an advanced payment on your book sales. So for each book that sells, you'll earn royalties, a percentage of the sale amount. Typical royalty rates are 5 to 20%. That means if your book costs the consumer $15, you might earn between 75 cents and $3 per book. Your initial sales go toward paying back your advance. So if you were given, say, a $2,000 advance, you won't get any more money until enough books have sold to earn that advance back again. Many, if not most authors, never earn back their advance. So the moral of the story is that traditional book publishing by itself, in most cases, is not an effective way to earn a living, if that's what your goal is. It might be a piece of your income puzzle, 
but I definitely wouldn't assume it's going to be the entire puzzle. So another con is that with traditional publishing, you have less control over the content of your book. The publisher is taking a business risk by publishing your book. They're investing their money in it, and therefore they have a say in what the end product is. Now, chances are they have a lot more experience with the publishing industry than the author does, and their input and changes will very likely help the book sell better. But if you feel very strongly about having all the control over the end product, then traditional publishing may not be for you. So the traditional book publishing business also doesn't move very quickly. It will likely take a year or more from the time you get a contract until your book is published. Now that may be fine, but you should just know that going in. There are also a lot of hoops to jump through in order to get a publishing contract. In most cases, you first need an agent, someone to represent you to the publisher. Most publishers will only look at book proposals, more on what those are in a minute, from authors who have agents, unless you have a personal relationship with that publisher or know someone who does. Publishers are swamped with manuscripts to read, so agents help to provide a filter for them. An agent knows what the publisher is looking for, and they have vetted the book proposal before sending it to the publisher. Having an agent can also be a great asset to you. They are there to help you refine your book idea and grow your platform. They will also present your proposal to different publishers and negotiate the best deal for you. Now, in order to get an agent, you need to write a book proposal if you're writing nonfiction. You don't have to have written the book yet. It's actually better if you haven't. So a book proposal is a business plan for your book. It includes things like a few sample chapters, the table of contents with descriptions of what you plan to include in each chapter, a description of who exactly your book is for and what need it will fill for that reader and how you plan to promote your book. Because the publisher is taking a business risk on your book, they want to have some sort of assurance that they can sell enough copies to make it a worthwhile business endeavor for them. That's why they'll want to know that you have people who are already interested in what you have to say. Now that might look like people on your email list, visits to your website, social media followers, public speaking events, groups you're involved in that relate to your topic, etc. If the publisher doesn't think that your platform, which is what we call all those things, is big enough, you probably won't get the contract. Now, another option that is becoming more and more popular is called self-publishing. So for this option, you do all the things yourself. Now, it sounds intimidating at first, but places like Amazon have made it much easier. You can self-publish on Amazon for free. It would be advisable, though, to hire at least an editor and a cover designer, though, so that you end up, you want a professional product. So the pros of self-publishing are that you have complete control over the content and the format of your book. You can also publish it much sooner than a traditionally published book. You can also earn more per book. Using Amazon, you get more like 60% of the cost of each book sold. Now, the cons are that, you know, everything is on your shoulders. Whatever you choose to invest financially in your project is up to you. 
I self-published a couple of books on Amazon many years ago. I invested nothing in one of them, which was not wise. And I just hired a cover designer for the other one. Now the books didn't sell very well, but I did learn a lot in the process. Um, one of them I have since taken off of Amazon because there were so many typos in it. I really should have hired an editor. So there are also hybrid options where you pay one company to help you with the editing, cover design, etc. It's like self-publishing, but you can buy all the services you need in one package from one company. So I hope this isn't too discouraging, but this is why writing the book is the last step in the process, not the first. So what happens before the book? Well, you write on a smaller scale and explore who exactly you're writing for and what you have to offer them. You write blog posts about your topic. You serve your reader through growing your email list and writing to that audience. You write social media posts on your topic and see what aspects of it resonate with your reader. Maybe you teach workshops or engage in public speaking or create a course or start a podcast. Write articles for magazines or guest posts on other people's blogs. You'll be refining your message and gathering readers who resonate with that message. It's not wasted time, it's, it's building time. It's a time to learn and grow and make connections with other readers and grow in the craft and the business of writing. Then when you're ready to write the book, the idea has been refined and honed and tested. Now you can also earn some income during this growing period. Many magazines pay for articles. If you venture into public speaking, you can get paid that way. There's smaller products like workbooks or shorter eBooks that you can sell. Offering online courses are also an option. So where are you in the process? You may even find on the journey that you don't end up wanting to write a book after all. You might find that selling courses or leading in-person workshops at church or public speaking is the most effective way to get your message out there and allow you to use your gift to serve others. Regardless of what your goals are, one of the first steps is to find clarity on who that reader is and what you offer him or her. If you're not sure about that, you can download 10 questions to ask yourself as you explore who your reader is. You can also book a free 30-minute discovery call with me to see if coaching would be a good fit to help you find that clarity. As always, all the links are in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found it helpful in your writing journey. Please take a look at the show notes for links and resources that were mentioned in the episode. I would love to continue the conversation with you on Instagram. You can follow me there at Amy Simon Writer. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear about it. And you can help the podcast grow by subscribing and sharing it with others who might benefit as well. May you build a writing life that brings joy to you, glory to God, and benefit to others. Mm -hmm.